0: March 1st, 2023, potentially is the start of a new era in Phoenix Suns basketball that could ultimately result in a championship. It's It's a day that, hell, we've been waiting for for a long, long time. Going back even to last summer when rumors of Kevin Durant coming to the Phoenix Suns started percolating through the social medias and, and the the Twitter spheres and the and the podcast and Matthew today it came to fruition. Kevin Durant donned number thirty-five and played his first minutes for Phoenix Suns. And uh I mean how'd you feel all day leading up to this man? <laughs> oh man, it was weird. Um first of all it's a really like cloudy
1: day out tonight or today. It's, just it's like raining like a son of a bitch in yeah. my house. <laughs> it's surreal. It feels like you're kind of waiting for the Super Bowl in a way i mean your team has to be in it obviously because this was just something different uh, i don't i didn't know how to feel i was very anxious uh, work actually went by really quickly but the five o'clock start was great because i wanted yes. to get watching this team and i'm very happy i'm a very happy man right
0: now i'm sure you are too right you know i was watching a little bit the, the reason for those of you who are watching live we're coming on probably a couple minutes later than we normally do. It's because I stayed and I watched the post-game interview, which I, do I don't either. normally do, to, you know, to watch Tom Chambers and Tom Leander talk to Kevin Duran after the game. And, you know, it's 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 the excitement. And Tom Chambers said it. He's like, you know, in the studio, we've been smiling ear to ear. And Suns fans, I, I know that we only played the Charlotte Hornets tonight but it was so great to see Kevin Durant out there. And, and obviously we're going to spend a lot on this podcast talking about it, but I, I text you first thing this morning. I dreamt about Kevin Durant last night. <laughs> I, I dreamt that I was in the sun's locker room. And perhaps this has to do a little bit with the fact that I've been playing NBA 2k again for the first time, in like two or three years and I'm doing the, my player thing and they're doing all the cutscenes, and I'm on the court controlling myself and whatnot. But I dreamt last night that I was in the locker room and I was trying to decide which shoes I was going to put on, which Jordans that I was going to put on. I ultimately went with my Jordan ones, which are my orange and black ones. And Kevin Durant came into the to locker room and he was kind of dressed like Ziggy Stardust. Uh, which was really, really interesting. (laughs) And then I went out on the court with them, and, like, the people are singing the national anthem, and I'm in the layup line, and I just can't make a fucking layup. And it was just – I mean, it just goes to show you, the, as you mentioned, a little anxiety, a little anxiousness that we all had as Suns fans, not necessarily for the result of the day, but, like, it's finally here. What you and I have been talking about for the past three weeks, it's hard to judge a a Phoenix Suns team and their performances and their rotations and how they're going to be looking moving forward until Kevin Durant's actually out there – Hooping it up a little bit, and we're still not fully there because he's still on the minutes restriction. But seeing him out there playing was one of my favorite moments as a Phoenix Suns fan, and it's crazy because it comes on a random Wednesday at a 5 o'clock game against the the Clit Hornets. Wow,
1: well, yeah, I you know what? This is probably the most surreal moment as a Suns fan. It still doesn't make much sense that he is a son. Um, I think seeing him out there, you just don't realize how great it's gonna be till you actually see him in the Sun's uniform, even though it's the ugliest Sun's uniform we ever had as a franchise. I know portrait's gotta be right? premiered in that to wear the, the long the long uh white uh socks, or I'm sorry, <laughs> the uh the compression pants or whatever he wears. I'm just like, sorry, dude. Next game, you got the throwbacks, the sunburst, so you'll be happy in those. Yes. Right now. It just looks easy. The, I don't remember the last time the Suns were up by at least 15 points at halftime. I mean, and this had year. zero
0: free throws?
1: Yeah, but just like, it looks easy right now for them. And it was the Hornets, but I don't know what else you can take from this, but just, you know, that you have a very, very awesome future with one of the top 10 greatest players of all time when he's done and when he wins his championship here in Phoenix, because this guy's insane.
0: He's absolutely insane. And we're going to talk about his performance, how it percolates and ripple affects the rest of the lineup, because it obviously does a player of his magnitude and, and the manner in which he plays does things like that. But first and foremost, I just want to welcome everybody to the Suns Jam Session Podcast, the original post-game podcast. For the Phoenix Suns and, and, and on Planet Orange. If you're watching along live on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, just enjoy the comments. You, the beautiful thing about doing this live after every game is you get to hang out with some of your Suns buddies and go back and forth in the comments, sharing your observations. And we'll pull them up and we'll talk about it a little bit. If you're a podcast listener, please head over to anywhere you get your, pod, your podcasts and you can subscribe, rate, review there as well. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever. You want to listen to the Phoenix Suns? Go for it! Uh, if you are in the YouTube chat, you can be like Zoltz Bendy, who who gave us a super chat. He said, "Great debut for KD. Tough stretch ahead, but can't wait." You guys rock at some jam. So thank you for donating to the podcast. We truly, thank you. We truly, truly appreciate that. And we also have Libertarian Sasquatch in the chat. He says the whole fame, whole game felt surreal to me. I was smiling the whole time. Libertarian Sasquatch, I completely agree with you. I felt like. A kid just watching basketball again, going back to my early memories of like watching Michael Jordan play and just being a child enjoying every play. And every time he would rise for a jump shot, you were just in awe of the talent in which he plays this game. So it was really fun to watch that. So we appreciate everybody who's hanging out with us. Plenty to come on this podcast. Make sure you follow me at Darth Void and read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew at Matthew Lissy. And of course, follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. This is the part of the show where you pop them if you got them because you're just hanging out with a couple of friends and, and all the friends of the chat. So, you know, I got to diet Dr. Pepper tonight. I, I should be drinking a beer, but nah, I just don't feel like it tonight, man. I just, I got to stay focused. I got to stay engaged. So, pop them if you got them, Sons fans. And let's talk about the Kevin Durant debut against the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Phoenix Suns defeat the Charlotte Horny Hornets, as we like to call them around here up That's in these parts. One 105 to 91, the Clit Horny Hornets. And real quick, a shout out to Al Godet, one of my old army buddies, he says great job, guys, in the chat and gives a super chat. Thank you, Al. Hope everything's going well on the least coast, yeah. the east coast. You're a great there. job, too. You did you're doing a great job. But of course, this brings me to my first question. Matthew. I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask, and there's a lot of things we're going to talk about tonight, but (laughs) why do the Horny Hornets have CLT on their fucking jerseys? I know we talked about when they first came out, but like we talk about the Kevin Durant debut. This is a game that everybody's going to be referencing tonight. One of the fun things for us out here in Arizona is the fact that it started at 5 p.m. So once we're done with this podcast, about 8.30 local time, we can go back. We can watch SportsCenter. It's going to be one of the top stories. And you get to see Kevin Durant in those ugly white Phoenix Suns jerseys against the Clit Horny Hornets. Why did they do that? You know, it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen on NBA uniform.
1: You know, the disrespect that they have to put that on their uniform – uh, I'm just kidding. It does suck because their actual uniforms are beautiful. It would have been nice to actually have those versus like the sunburst. That would have looked great. Uh, but it is the Hornets, too. Uh, they did win five games in a row. So they yep. deserve a little bit of respect. But they uh, they rolled out the wrong uniforms tonight. I was talking with uh, Emma's boyfriend. and We were talking about jerseys. Max. And I was like, you know what? The Hornets are great jerseys. She's like, I love those, too. And they were wearing those nasty ones tonight. Yes.
0: Well, I, I, I agree with you. They could have gone with some of the, the throwbacks that they've been doing, even their normal ones. But yes. you know what? We're not here to talk about jerseys. We're here to talk about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant! On, Kevin Durant makes his Phoenix Suns debut. It, just, it, gives, you, it gives you chills, doesn't Weird. it? Yeah. it ah, gives it's crazy. I still can't believe it. Uh, he goes 10 of 15 from the field in 27 minutes played tonight. 23 points, six rebounds, two assists, two blocks right off the bat. Matthew, what, what's your first reaction to seeing Kevin Durant play tonight for the Phoenix Suns?
1: He's freaking huge. He is a monster. I mean, uh, you know, coming out of the tunnel, they had like a two-minute thing. I think it was Dwayne Rankin who put it on his Twitter. Them warming up and them coming out. He's the last one out of the tunnel. But he's just he just dwarfs everybody out there. Um, I think defensively, when you're watching him in the paint, you just realize how awesome it's gonna be getting these boards. Because if you're an opposing team, you can't sneak in there. So that's mm-hmm. the first thing I noticed. I'm like, oh, wait, like no one can get in there. Like DA has the most help he's ever had. Yes. Right there. Someone just commented too that DA can play the power forward position. Who knows? Because he looked comfortable tonight, too. But it's just that his size and just ultimately just everyone around him, it's so much easier. Everything is just awesome um everything's just easier for everybody it is uh whether you're lee trying to get that floater off it's easier da doing whatever he does being the afterthought it's easier devin booker this is still his team everything is just it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a hill to climb for sure but you can just notice right off the bat how easy things are did i say it was easier i
0: think it was easier easy you think <laughs> It's easy. So I'm with you. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast and you have your kids in the car, you're driving them to school tomorrow. Just hit that little fast forward button about 15, you know, hit it twice, 15, 20 seconds. Kevin fucking Durant, dude. Kevin fucking Durant. Instant impact in this game on offense and defense. Right on the offensive end. You're seeing that. He I mean, the first bucket of the game for him, he attacks the rim, something we don't normally have. He hits a three. He hits two threes in the first half. And due to his gravity, he takes I mean, there's that one play fourth or fifth play of the game where due to his gravity, him and Devin Booker on one side of the court. And Devin Booker comes off a screen and and you got D.A. set in the screen and he goes through two back screens and he takes a wide open three. And, and, yes, uh, Christian Zabrowski in the chat says the spacing will be awesome. Oh. The spacing was awesome tonight because on that play – now, granted, Devin Booker missed the three on that play, but every one of the Phoenix Suns, every Phoenix Suns fan looked like this. And, and for those of you who are listening, my, my jaw is agape because Devin Booker doesn't get that kind of space. Devin Booker never gets space. And we've talked about this leading up to Kevin Durant's arrival, that these are the kind of things that we're going to see. And we know it's coming, but it's still one of those things that has you in awe. How wide open Devin Booker was on that play and multiple plays in this game. Where the gravity that DeAndre Ayton already has. We always talk about D.A. and and some of the inefficiencies that he might have on the interior. And and how he's not a great ball handler. And people swat at the ball, yada, yada. All those things happen because of the gravity he creates. Because oppositions and and opposing teams, they, they respect him. They still respect him. Now you got Kevin Durant. And when Kevin Durant was out there, he has the size of DeAndre Ayton and the handles and the shooting of Devin Booker. It's like watching a fucking mutant. It was amazing, man. It was fantastic to watch. Yeah. When I was over at my sister's watching on my computer
1: streaming it just for the first half, we're sitting around the dining room table watching him like, look at this guy. This is like, like I said, the top 10 player of all time is on our team right now. They're like, what, really? So they watch for a few seconds. They don't care. But just seeing him on that tiny screen and how big he is compared to everybody else, it still blows my mind. The confidence he gives to everybody else out there too. You can see it on DA's face. The determination he has on the court. Jock has the confidence. He got blocked 10 times tonight, but still, he plays good with these bigs that we have. Like he just he can play with the bigs, he can play with the guards. Right now you you notice he's not going to beat anybody off the dribble. He's not really focusing on that. He's standing around the perimeter a lot. Mm-hmm. But that's fine cuz you know he's getting back into it. But like like you said, everyone all the defense, they don't know what to do. And then you have a Kogi out there too who can just excel. Oh, and yeah. then when we'll he plays with the Kobe. second unit, yeah, when he plays with the second unit, it looks fucking great. Like the second unit just has everything open for them too. And Cameron Payne's enjoying himself. Like it's just endless. And this is only the first game and he played what? 10 minutes tonight. It seemed like he only played 10 minutes. Cause all He's I wanted, seven. I wanted like a Kevin Durant timer, like a, an alert. Is he on the just,
0: floor? All right, let me watch. It should, it should have just been like, yeah, like whenever baseball is getting near, like hey, Alex Rodriguez is about to hit 600 home yeah. <laughs> runs. They thing. have a little yes. counter for the thing, and they can show awesome. the score of the Yankees game. It's like whatever mm-hmm. channel you go to locally, it just takes you there instead of like weather alerts and such. But no, I, I completely agree. And I think that another thing that we noticed tonight is the, the sheer fact that the staggering of the minutes with this team is something that's going to be damn near unstoppable because Kevin Durant started the the second quarter of the, and the beginning of the fourth quarter with the second team unit. And the second team unit can struggle at times and we know that because they just don't have and he makes everybody better. It's plug and play. He he was passing to a cutting Damian Lee for an easy two. He was uh His sheer gravity was opening up Jock Landell, who looked good at the first half and looked really bad in the second half. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But what he was doing was opening up this entire offense. And because of that, you get a little bit more rest, if you will, for Devin Booker. Devin Booker plays 33 minutes in this game. Chris Paul plays 33 minutes in this game. DeAndre Ayton plays 33 minutes in this game. So you really have the ability, and Monty Williams has the ability, to stagger those lineups and maintain that scoring and that, and that passing threat because Kevin Durant kind of does it all. And that's one thing we've talked about for a long time for the Phoenix Suns is find, finding that secondary consistent scorer who can do just that, to take the pressure off Booker. And Booker looked like the happiest guy in the entire fucking building because he knew it. The first time they called the timeout when Booker yes. was you know coming up from the second quarter and Kevin Durant led that second team unit and they, they extended the lead. You know, the kind of cut to Devin Booker and the look on his face when he gave KD was a high five was just like, thank you, dude. Like, thank you. Because we've talked about DeAndre Ayton and how we've wanted him to be kind of come that superstar. But even if he was, he's not that kind of superstar. He's not a secondary playmaking scoring superstar. He's a guy who can get you points and rebounds down low, which every team needs. But Kevin Durant, the slim reaper, easy money sniper, was providing all of those offensive threats. And then there's the defensive side of it like you mentioned DeAndre Ayton has never had this kind of help where he has somebody where if a guy gets by him cuz it's always DA's the last line of defense we've seen it for years where Devin Booker Chris Paul they'll gamble on defense cuz they know DA's behind them but if DA's behind them and DA get, goes up for the ball and the secondary defender or the second is non-existent that secondary defender is his power forward Kevin Durant it's not Lil Drake J Crowder and tiny Tory Craig it's Kevin Durant, who's got the length and athletic ability and the basketball knowledge and skill set to create shot deterrence and to block some shots. And he looked great in that capacity too tonight.
1: Yeah. Booker, he he was levitating tonight. I don't think his feet even touched the ground. He was that happy. Layup line book tonight was different. He's super happy. I've seen him before. He's usually okay. Tonight he's just like this is different. This is gonna be a team that's still mine, and this is gonna be a team that's very unselfish. But full of superstars that are gonna, you know, get the job done every night. We're not gonna mess around. We know exactly what to do. It's gonna take a few, few more games here or there, but a few more games, maybe maybe five more games to get things in sync. But right now it's just like it's just being about like playing ball. What do they have a sign or something the locker room they said that just says we just want to play ball or whatever? That's exactly why KD came here mm-hmm. and that he wanted to come here because that's all they care about, man. That's mm-hmm. all these guys wanna do, and that makes nobody happier than Devin Booker.
0: In Chris Ball. And you think about it, that is the identity of this team. And that is, to your point, why Kevin Durant wanted to come to Phoenix, Arizona, because this is a cerebral basketball town. And that's, you know, Kyrie Irving, for example. Kyrie Irving is a player who possesses the skill set and it's all about basketball, but due to personal issues, has a hard time just being available on the court and can get in his own head. So, when Kevin Durant's looking at the landscape of the NBA, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to go for the guy who's kind of like Kyrie because he's got he he's an elite basketball player, but he's all about basketball all the time." I mean, they mentioned on the broadcast Kevin Durant last night was in Charlotte and he went to a high school basketball game. This guy loves yeah, basketball. Yeah, so yeah, much. he's going I to high that. school basketball games. I was thinking, you know, the first thing I thought to myself with Matthew, I wonder how many high school basketball games DeAndre Ayton's gone to. He might start <laughs> going now, though. You yeah, know, but Matthew, he yeah, yeah he goes to some Matthew. college ones though. I think
1: on the break yeah. he went to um was it, I forget which college you went to, but um the the way that these guys love basketball is just, it's endless. And I think that they can all buy into what Monty's doing. That's that's the other side of things is the, the respect that they all have for each other. Like you were talking about Kyrie and like the way he plays, but even like the last game, Kyrie, like he jacked up a three to win a game. And it seemed like everyone was pissed because it was like, that wasn't the play. That's exactly how it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Kidd slapped him on the butt. Like, oh, great job. Like being a dick about it. That's what KD left. Now he's playing on a team that understands ball and that will play unselfish ball and that they will make sure that they don't let their teammates down. That's everyone on this team. And it just shows tonight right now, like just, you know, it's all up from here. Unless there's injury, but it's all up from here. And
0: again, I know, Jamsters, I know that we're talking about beating the Charlotte Hornets, right? This is one of the worst teams in the NBA and they just lost LaMelo Ball for the season. Yeah. You know, but imagine if this team came out And would look discombobulated like Dallas did their kind of first couple games when they came out. Imagine that happening. The sky would be falling. No, this was fun basketball to watch tonight. When Kevin Durant was rising up on on the mid-range and just shooting that shot, it's a beautiful shot. This is is just surreal, man. It really is. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. and, And you know this because we do... The, the preseason jammies, and we talk about who our favorite player is who's not a member of the Phoenix Suns year after year. I always answer. Kevin Durant. I love Kevin yeah. Durant. I love watching bas- his, him play basketball. And to see him out the, there tonight in those ugly Suns jerseys was just unbelievably surreal. You know, one of my good buddies, Joe Casillas, uh, we were hitting each other up before the game, just like, holy shit, dude. Like, you know, the anxiety levels are just through the roof because it's it's like a dream is coming true. Now, granted, reality will set in. Games will pass. Weeks will pass. Pressure will rise. And we will be over analytical of this team. But you know what? That's not right now. That's in the future. Let's enjoy tonight. This was a fun one. Yes. Big Dick Booker. So, Devin Booker, you know, you were talking a little bit about what's going on in Dallas. Who's, who, who's going to take the shot? Don't really know. Unselfish basketball, uh, Al Gadet in the chat, super chat. Again, thank you for anyone who supplies a su- super chat. Uh, it helps me get a PS Five or a Kevin Durant jersey or something. Hey, that'd be nice. But but he goes, is this team going to lose its identity? KD's team. What do you think of that? Do you think the Suns can lose their identity with these two superstars out there? You know what's weird is they did for a little bit, of course, because Mikhail
1: left. It was totally different, right? We had this kind of eerie feeling here out in Phoenix, and we are just watching this team, like, what's going on? That's because we're waiting for KD to come back. It took a while. Now that he's here, it looks the same. It looks like when when Mikhail was there, there's doesn't really seem any, like, KD kind of out on the perimeters a few times, him and Chris Paul, the miscommunication was there. But it wasn't always about like, all right, it's my ball. It's my ball. It's my ball. They took turns. And I think Mm -hmm. like we always talk about, man, like Devin Booker's the most unselfish player to play with. KD's the most unselfish player to play with. It's not like what it was in Golden State. It's like it's still Steph Curry's town. It's because Steph Curry won a championship there before Kevin Durant got there, right? Mm -hmm. This is just about winning a championship. This will always be Devin Booker's team for sure. And Devin Booker will always be the greatest son to ever play, full-time, length of career. Well, right now, Kevin Durant is the best player to ever put on a Suns uniform. But that doesn't matter because this team is just wanting to win. They just want to go win a title. So the identity right now for the Suns team is what it was before, but it's just 100 million times better because you have Kevin Durant, I think.
0: I like what No Good says in the chat. It's quite simple. This team found its identity. Kevin Kevin Durant yeah it's what 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 a profound statement cuz it's true. It nice. This team isn't going to lose its identity, it found its identity. They were they've been building to to bring in a player with the versatility and the skill set that Kevin Durant has forever. Because of who Devin Booker is. You got to remember, this isn't Luka Doncic, this isn't Kyrie Irving, this isn't LeBron James or James Harden or these players with these massive usage rates. Right? These Kevin Durant is one of the most efficient players in the league. Devin Booker is a highly efficient player. They don't need the ball all the time. They play. They can play off each other. It's not a your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, because guess who's in the middle of that? Chris Paul. And he's although he is physically diminishing as a player, his his mental game is elite. The top three in the league when it comes to mental game. I think LeBron's probably number one. He's a basketball genius, and Chris Paul's two or three right there, the way that he thinks. So he can dictate the game. Imagine being Chris Paul right now. You're like, I've got these at my disposal, and he's just got to learn the angles when it comes to Kevin Durant. But I don't think that this team's going to lose its identity. I truly don't. I know that when Kyrie Irving got traded to the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic, I know some me and some of our our sons' friends were kind of like, good, you know, like that's going to be hard to figure out. Two high, very, very high usage rate guys. Guys who want and need the ball in the lap. Devin Booker will happily pass the ball. We saw that he likes to pass the ball, and Kevin Rand will do the same thing because if a double team is coming, due to his size and his abilities, he can find guys who are wide open. We saw it multiple times tonight. We saw seen it multiple times in his career. So I think that they have found their their identity. Rather than there's a possibility that they're going to lose it. Now that being said, you take a look at tonight. Devin Booker, as I mentioned before, played a total of 33 minutes. He goes 15 of 26 from the field. 37 points for D-Book. 7 assists, 6 rebounds, 3 of 7 from beyond the arc. Tell me what you saw from our buddy Devin Booker tonight, Matthew. Yeah, Devin's like, oh, don't look over there. Don't look at that guy. Look at me. This is,
1: this is still my team, like I just said. Look at me, all right? I'm still the man on this team. Yes. Even though that's not really what they're probably saying, but that's how— I feel like he was tonight where he's just like, fuck it, man, I'm back. You know, rough game last game. It hasn't been really the same since he's been back tonight. He looked pretty definite. I think in the third quarter, he was automatic. He was basically getting anything he wanted tonight. The thing is like, we're not going to waste any possessions either. Right. Cause we're just so efficient. Booker's efficient. You can see like the way Mikhail was playing before he left here. He was an efficient player that didn't want to waste a possession. All these guys are that way. Now and when you have Devin Booker just going off in certain quarters like he used to mm-hmm. it's scary because we didn't really have a quarter book for a while but we got one tonight in the third quarter he basically ended the game it looked like kind of like maybe the the hornets were kind of getting back into it but he just made sure like I'm going to end this I'm going to make sure everyone remembers that I'm on this team and this is still my team
0: right of course <laughs> he's so free now he's going to be we're going to see a lot Again, the the KD effect is we're going to see a lot more games like this from Devin Booker. And again, I'm going to back up and I'll continue to say we played the fucking Hornets, okay? So it's not like we just beat Milwaukee and this happened. You have to always understand who this opponent is. But again, the expectation should be that we are going to see more games like this from him due to the gravity of everything that's around him. We see it. Teams are losing Devin Booker because Devin Booker is kind of like, for at least Kevin Durant playing with like a Clay Thompson, a guy who's going to run around and come off back screens. And for the, for the first time shit in like five years, Devin Booker's coming off those back screens and he's like, Oh, I'm open. You know, I don't have two guys tracking me the entire time, passing me off, passing me off because the whole time the ball's in Kevin Durant's hand and they're, they're too busy watching what he's going to do. So a, a really fun night from, from Devin Booker. Um, the, the wide open shots, I still can't get over. Uh, you know, he, he seventh all time in assists tonight with his seven assists. So, you know, what was it? You know, he he moved into like fourth all time in franchise in scoring. And most threes of all time, like every game, there's a. Different yeah. Yeah. Crushing. I'm absolutely loving it.
1: Yeah. it. Congrats to him, man. He just keeps going. Uh, you know, this is the one year where he really had a lot of injury problems. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing you, of course, are worried about for this team. But I mean, I think just a few a few games underneath his belt, and he's gonna be okay. He's gonna be back in the rhythm rhythm of things, and I don't have to worry too much about him getting hurt because I just think that kind of lingers in these guys' minds sometimes. But right now, he just looks free, and I think once he released that, then he's like, you know what, I feel good. There's a few plays here or there where he falls on the ground, I'm like be careful. But he's he's managing the game like he should, and it's weird how like they will all just stick out. You know, over in Golden State, you had like the Clay Thompson and the and the Steph Curry thing where it's like. Who's better? Of course, Steph Curry's better, but Clay was always just this wide open all the time too. Yeah, right? Clay was ridiculously just scary because of how open he was. And I think Booker right now, of course, is the best two guard, but he's getting in the situation where he's gonna be like the Clay man. I mean, he's gonna do more than what Clay did offensively, but he's gonna be just that open all the time.
0: And we just got to start getting used to it, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and he's got to start getting used to it. And I think that that's gonna be just just fun for for everybody involved. So, you know, a a couple other things on Devin Booker tonight. This is the first game, maybe the second game, since he's been back from an injury, that I just felt like he was efficient because he's had a lot of inefficient games. And I get it, 37 points, 26 shots. I mean, him and KD, by the way, combined for 60 points. Let me just throw that out there real quick. That's kind of fun. But the fact that he is looking healthy and he's regaining some of that efficiency is is massive to the success of this team moving forward because there's nothing worse than a volume shooter. I hate volume shooters have to get the, their points, right? Uh, the other thing, what do you think about that dunk? He had that one fast break dunk, and he kind of looked back, and it's Kelly Oubre, and he goes, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> he was looking for him. He was, like, looking for him. He's like, wait, wait, wait. You didn't see me look at you yet. So he
1: kept looking the whole time. Like, you see me? You see yeah. me? Yeah, I feel like that always happens every time we play Kelly, and Kelly always steps his game up. I love Kelly's game for sure, yeah. but he's a very selfish player. Um, but it's just fun to get one of those on your old teammates, man. And of course, he's been the teammate with everybody in the league basically by now. You know
0: what I mean? I, I was feel thinking like he's about on that. Everybody. I was thinking about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about DeAndre, but we'll do that after this ad from DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I do this like every night. I go and I bet a three-legged parlay on a random NBA game. And if I don't win, I get a bet back. It's making money or losing it unless I win it. You know what I mean? Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions applied. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Let's talk a little DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton in this game, fifteen. Oops, oh, correction: sixteen points, oh, sixteen God. rebounds, <laughs> sixteen points, sixteen <laughs> rebounds, oh, four assists. He was seven of ten from the field. He actually, with with this game, is the it's the thirty seventh time in his career he's posted a fifteen point and fifteen rebound game that ties Neil Walk for the four, the fifth most such games in franchise franchise history. Matthew, do you remember Neil Walk? Yeah. Didn't he work at Bashes after? Was he a bagger? What did he do? But Neil Walk had like... Is that disrespectful? One, one of the... No. He, he might have. Okay. He had one of the, the, the most uh, uh, iconic beards in Suns history, but the reason for I'm any welcome. of those who don't know who Neil Walk is, he is the guy that the Suns had to draft with their first overall pick because they lost the coin flip for Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh.
1: Yeah. See, those are things away. I shouldn't know as a Suns fan, but I-
0: <laughs> Yeah, th- I that's a yeah, trivia just- time, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You I know
0: do. what time it is.
1: Trivia time. time. I do have one quick one, really quick. If you might know this, I thought about it earlier. I didn't look up the answer though. Okay. Who is the last player to transition from number 7 to 35 going to on a new team? <laughs> that's what? impossible God, nobody knows that no that's why it's I not real <laughs> i was just like oh i wonder if john knows that it's about stumping you so i get one point you get zero so no, there, bullshit, that's you don't goes. know.
0: you gotta know the answer to trivia time in order yeah it to, was uh to trivial to be trivial with me no one's ever done it <laughs> <laughs> okay Anyways. okay deandre what'd you see from deandre tonight Man,
1: he was um the one thing i noticed about deandre tonight was basically the inbounds uh getting ready for the next play like after the basket's made get your head focused get back down the floor he was doing that i mean he looks super focused he looked like he was maybe 10 years older i know monty said that now he's getting in there early he's getting in the weight training he's getting ready because he knows the stretch is going to be really tough on him um, so he's pumped up. He does look like he's aged, but he looks just super focused, man. Those numbers are going to be flying at us. It's going to be really easy from him. him on the rolls and the slashing. Yes. Look great. Like he's, yes. he's there. He's woken up. He's like, he's like, I'm going to just, you know, I have all this room, the space that he had from when those balls were being delivered to him. Right. The space it was that he wide had wide open wide open. I know Booker hit him on the knees for one. That was yeah, Book's it's fault.
0: Ba- it a bad pass.
1: Bad pass. But he is just I'm in, I'm in, I'm just I'm so interested to see what this is like when actually That's when Kevin Durant yes. plays at yes. 35 minutes. You know what I mean? Like yes. when they're actually playing together and Chris Paul isn't wasting possessions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh real quick Justin in the chat, you know, so says Jay from hey, Fan of the Flames. He's he's like the last person to transition from seven to thirty-five was Kevin Durant. So but I, I just win. looked it up. Do you, do you know who it was? Who?
1: Because, it doesn't matter! It doesn't
0: yeah. <laughs> matter, jabronis. You're it's so right about DeAndre. everybody. So there's a couple things that just happened overnight, okay? One, as you mentioned, and we saw it. DeAndre was surprised how wide open he was a couple times. Like, he got the ball in the mid-range, and normally he'll, like, do the jab step to try to get the defender back. And, like, he put the step down, the guy's, like, six feet away from him. He's like, oh, shit, I'm just going to shoot this nice, wide-open And The middies were there tonight. And the other thing is, again, due to the gravity of Kevin Durant, that pulls a defender out of the paint. And DeAndre Ayton is is there to feast for rebounds. Now, again, and I hate being so goddamn repetitive. But it's the Charlotte Hornets, and they're not a great rebounding team. So it's not like you can sit there and be like, 16 boards against the Hornets, oh my God. But it's going to be interesting Like when we play the Bulls, for the example. The Bulls are a team that can rebound. Okay, When we go and we play Dallas, okay, he should have the advantage there. But we're going to start to play some of these teams in our last 19 games where we're really going to see how much that Kevin Durant gravity is going to pull defenders away from the paint. And DeAndre Ayton is the guy who's going to benefit from that. But the other thing that happened overnight, and this is the big thing, okay? DeAndre Ayton is 100% uh, – should I go there? I'm going to go there. DeAndre Ayton is 100% like, expendable now, right? Like the Phoenix Suns can sit there and for the rest of the season and be like, all right, DA, prove it because we've got the two superstars. You and your position, you can be fucking Nikolai Vucevic. You can be – I mean, I, you, you can be Kavon Looney, right? We don't need you to be somebody great. And that's the advantage that he has though is cuz he can be great. And so as we go and move forward in this season, it's not always going to be about the stats. It's never about the stats with DA. We always talk about that 16-16 great. How did he play? He was engaged tonight as you mentioned. He was physical tonight and he cared tonight. And that's what you want from DA. And I was I was talking to somebody about uh, about it about DA at work today and they're like, "Do you think that, you know, with Kevin Durant being around, We're gonna see a better version eight. And I go a hundred fucking percent. Because it's like it's no longer they're playing basketball and having fun. It's a business trip every time they play. Kevin Durant, what he brings, what Chris Paul already brought, what Devin Booker brings, like lead follower, get the fuck out of my way. And DeAndre Ayton, he'll follow. He'll follow those guys. And we're and we saw some of the fruit of it happen tonight on the court. And again, if he doesn't follow, peace, man. We'll trade you for a lot of good shit.
1: Yeah, it's so funny how we was flip-flop between the yeah. two of us on the DA thing. You know, now I'm just like maybe he's not because I just think that he's a perfect guy for the
0: to be the he, center on this team. He, he really is. He's the perfect. ideal guy. Yeah. He's, like I don't he's think he's getting better so much. But if he isn't the ideal guy. Yeah, you just you can't get any Miles better Turner. unless you
1: want because I mean look at the MVP race. They're all centers, right? And then DA is what the fifth best center in the league, sixth best center maybe. Um because it's kind of slim pickings after those guys, but he falls Behind those guys like kind of drastically but he's the perfect guy to just get up and down get the boards be the guy that can cut that can catch the ball he's he has to do a lot better with that but he he'll he'll fill in the holes he'll he'll make sure that he's there hustling grabbing the boards um, always passing back out to another superstar that's going to be something that's going to be easy for him you know what i mean those pass outs where it's like no go up and dunk it no, pass it back out to Durant. That's fine. Or Okogi open for a three. Like, there's always going to be guys like, Okogi's not a superstar. Excuse me. Just Okogi's awesome. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity. But um, right now, DA has an opportunity to really show himself. And I think it's going to be, it's going to happen just because it's just so fucking easy. And you know what I mean? Like, we're not even going to talk about Aiden as much anymore. He's just going to be the after, 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 afterthought of this whole situation we have in Phoenix. Fine and that's great. Me. That is great. That is exactly what I want. And maybe we can trade him in the offseason for McHale again. Who knows?
0: I'm <laughs> Cause Ben Simmons is going to be gone from Brooklyn. So. Oh yeah. That's a whole nother cluster F, you know, but again, I think that what we're going to see continually from DA are performances like this, and he's going to expand his game because it's the same thing as Devin Booker. Like he's, he's going to realize how open he is mm-hmm. because of everything around and the suns are going to continue to utilize. I mean, you heard him talking about in the broadcast, the research that went into how to, ma- to maximize what Kevin Durant can do, looking at hours and hours of film, which you know that he loves. He's already built for this kind of offense. He's, he's been built for this kind of offense for two years now, and that's why he's been wanting to come out here is because he's like, hey, like I could plug right in, and you saw it work flawlessly tonight. And again, DeAndre is going to be the guy who benefits, man. And, like, I'm so excited for the fact that DA gets to bad- I'm so excited for the fact that we don't have to flip-flop all the time. We'd be like, eh, he had a bad game. Anyways, now on to, you know, like, we don't have yeah, to like, why be. did you have a bad game?
1: Well, DA it took, to, like, 30 minutes to get to that him. That game, sir. Draft games usually comes within at least 10 minutes of his Aiden watch. It's a tire- Like, look at my face, man. I have aged. Look at these wrinkles. <laughs> I've aged drastically over the last five years watching this man. Well, let's talk about Josh
0: Kokey. That that, that dropped into anything. I'm redoing the drop because it like it's too long. So anyways, yeah, because yeah, getting... so, <laughs> so, so, that's a so, perfect so, drop. I love that one. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it again. Uh, a Kogi. <laughs> Josh Josh Akogi tonight. Okay, four points, 0 of four from the field. Was four for four from the line. Had three rebounds. Had one assist. Had two steals and one block. And it was beautiful. Oh, my God. He got the Damn. start, and I thought it was the perfect start because you think about it. You know, that's kind of the question we've been asking lean up is who's going to get the start? And we'll continue to see moving forward if it's going to continue to be Josh Akogi, if Tor- Torrey Craig's going get to get a turn and what have you. But I think Josh Akogi is the perfect guy to have be the fifth starter on this team because he gives you a defensive edge. And the one thing that we've talked about ad nauseum entering the, the Kevin Durant era of the Phoenix Suns is what this is going to do for the offense, what it does for Devin Booker and how free he's going to become on offense, what it's going to do for DeAndre in the paint. We haven't even talked about, we talked briefly about what it's going to do for Chris Paul and how it opens up from a floor general standpoint. You have these two guys sitting out there and you just get to play back and forth and you get to run the pick and roll with DA off of it all day long. But what also this does, Kevin Durant is a plus defender Chris Paul might not physically be the plus defender he was, but he's still a crafty defender. Devin Booker's a good defender. DA is, a, is an above-average defender. So what you do is you throw a Josh Akogi in there, and now you add another above-average defender. The defense of this team is something that we don't give enough credit to what's going to occur with this starting five and how it will percolate through the entire team and, and all 15 players. But the defense is something that we saw. I mean, it was an 11-0 run to start, and a lot of that was predicated on the defense. And it all starts, and it doesn't all start, but I think that adding Josh Kogi as that fifth starter is highly beneficial to that.
1: Oh, man, like, just any any offense going against these guys and, you know, any kind of hesitation that anybody has, here comes a Kogi. You know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of trees down there right now for the Suns, down yeah. there in the paint. Any hesitation, Kogi's right there. He's going to... How many times did he do that in the first quarter? I feel like it was almost like every other possession, he was just getting his hands on things, and then he's open for three. Like he missed. I mean, but still, he just he's gonna be open, he can go to the rim, he wants to do whatever he wants, but like the opportunity for him is huge. And you're right, we kind of did just miss talking about his opportunity, but I think it was because Craig and him, you know, splitting the start times. But you know what? I, I know it sucks, and I know it Monty's gonna go back and forth, but Craig too he he's gonna benefit a ton and i think craig just needs to not, to not be overlooked because he's brought a lot to this team and he's mm-hmm. done a ton and he still looked pretty good tonight to me i've always loved craig and i love a kogi more but right now it's like it's it's crazy how we have to argue between those two because they bring so much and i think defensively kogi's better he is but Craig still does t- so much when it's going to grab the board and do those extra little things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that,
0: that uh, Kogi does the same thing and his athleticism, his willingness to get up in the air. And, and I mean, that block he had was just insane in this game. Oh and my it'll be, God. It, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how money it's not necessarily always about the starters, right? The starters are your, are your tone setters. And I think that Josh Akogi is much more of a tone setter than Tori Craig is. Now that being said, yeah. When it comes down to the final five minutes and we play in the clutch, something that Phoenix has struggled mightily at this season. Mightily. (laughs) I think we're 11 and 15. And I was was looking at some of the statistics and I put them out there. And the Suns are second in the league to get into the line in clutch time. And they're second worst in the league in free throw percentage. So they get to the line. They just don't fucking him. They they shoot like 63% from the line in clutch time moments, right? So there's a lot of things that this team needs to kind of shore up. But I think that, as we enter those clutch time minutes, it will be matchup based, and Monty Williams is going to put his five best players out there. I don't know if that necessarily means a Kogi, but I think from a starting standpoint, Josh Akogi is the right answer because of the way that he sets the tone.
1: Yeah, the problems we have as Suns fans now—we sucked in clutch time, crunch time, whatever. Well, I'll never get that right, and now we got Kevin Durant. <laughs>
0: well we we did get an appearance from tj warren he oh yeah yeah tj war machine now now part of this is probably because terrence ross was out with like a toe injury or something but we got 13 minutes from the war machine he only had two points he had a block he had a steal he's one of five from the field not necessarily what we wanted to see but i was all excited because i put together a where in the world is tj warren drop because
1: oh man can we still see it uh do, do, do you want to see it is it done
0: or i think it's done i don't know if i've uploaded it so talk for a oh, second oh. i'll upload it
1: no tj okay so there's no ross and last time we talked about you know you don't want ross you don't want tj on the floor but tj was in there and i feel bad because tj had some good looks at the rim and you know how weird he is with his shot where he can kind of go up and under he can like flip it behind his back and it still kind of goes in but those are just coming in and out him and da look pretty good today um yeah. DA hit him on sh- a little.
0: shades of 2018 <laughs> yeah oh my
1: god i know right? i know I, I, da finding him being unselfish that was great i just think tj just had a rough time tonight getting those shots to go down but you know as soon as he has the ball just like ross but maybe even worse as soon as he has the ball it's over no one asks for the ball so go stand in the corner go do what you want because TJ is just going to barrel through the guy in front of him and try to get that awkward shot off that's what he did tonight and it's good to have it back I'm not going to lie. I just think a few of those were just unlucky, but I love having TJ back. And Katie did say like, I'm not playing unless TJ plays. So that, <laughs> yeah, that's the
0: reason why he that's, played. That's unconfirmed, but uh, yeah, we'll it's it. all so, Monty's fault. So so just so you, the Jamsters know, you know, one thing, because TJ Warren was missing for two games, like all of a sudden he wasn't playing. So was essentially what we're going to start doing is whenever TJ doesn't play, we're going to do where in the world is TJ Warren. And we're going to just try to come up with interesting places where he is and this is the drop where in the world is tj warren and like i had it in my notes because i didn't know if he was going to play tonight <laughs> so fucking stupid um i said that he was either at the nascar hall of fame because that's in charlotte so maybe he was just hanging out <laughs> oh, with NASCAR oh, hall of fame. Oh, or and was, then i yeah, looked I up, I'm like, up. F- I'm like I'm I'm like famous people from charlotte like who were born in charlotte like nobody famous has been born in charlotte the most famous guy I could find, I said, maybe TJ Warren is hanging out with Jim Rash at the Fig Tree Restaurant. Because the Fig Tree Restaurant was the number what two is- restaurant on TripAdvisor. And Jim Rash played the dean on Community, which is a fucking fantastic show. Yeah. Ringling but I'm going to throw
1: up. I don't even know what any of this is that you're saying. Casey and JoJo from uh, Charlie. Are they really? Casey yeah. Casey and JoJo Yeah. Oh yeah. My, my life. <laughs> like Everyone's KD. wedding song. 20 years yeah, ago,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> but TJ Warren was there tonight and again I think that uh I like again uh, coach uh Evan B he tweeted it during the game. He's like a couple fuck you Ross tr- threes right now would be very uh well appreciated something along those lines. And I'm like, yeah, but like I also like what TJ can bring sometimes. So we'll see. Shout out to Saltiest Gaming in the chat, $5 in the super chat. Says, won my parlay to and got to watch KD and book play. Life is good. Great work on the pods, fellas. Go, son. So we appreciate that, Salty. Thank you, man. I actually lost. I had a four leg parlay today and I lost it. Do you know why I lost it, Matthew? I bet under KD 21 and a half points. And he got one oh, extra basket for 23.
1: Isn't that crazy? 23. He only played five minutes tonight. This I guy's know. outstanding, In dude. fact, he just showed up He'd to practice shit. and he got
0: 23. <laughs> so, Yeah, man. Long legs. Yeah yeah tell me about it well he does have the the tarantula let's talk about the the subreddit stakeout the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout so i was hanging out on the charlotte whoa you you were there too yeah were we both hanging out yeah i was there oh you were there last game
1: no you were there last game was i
0: yeah, no, no I wasn't the Bucks. Yeah, weren't you? No, you were. So we were both on the Charlotte <laughs> subreddit stakeout tonight. We, you know what that means? We made up half of the people that were in there because no one was commenting for no like, one was after there. halftime. I no don't really commented. have much, man. I'm sure you you have it all, but what do you got? Right. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about the subreddit stakeout. For those of you who are new to the pod, what we like to do during the game is we go to the the subreddit of the opposing team to see how to see how they consume. what's going on. So one of the first things I saw right off the bat, it said, I'm a Mavs fan, but today I'm a Hornets fan. I believe in, in the trap game, buzz, buzz. Listen, Mavs nerds, get out of here. Go enjoy Kyrie and (laughs) Luca fight in the last minute for the ball. (laughs) Then somebody said, "Suns really had to debut KD tonight. Yes, they did. And we've been waiting for it. Uh, Mark Williams, who's the rookie center, having a welcome to the NBA moment with KD blocking him twice in a, in a half of a quarter. Thought that was nice. And then this is probably my I'll get to my favorite one after this one. So the, the other the, the other one I had is R.I.P. Landell. Uh R I P Jock Landell. L- Jock Jock Landell got blocked. Whew. Fucking all the way back to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Twice. Like it was ugly. Three times. Dude. It was, uh, <laughs> one, twice, three times. Three times the Landell. Jock. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did the, somebody say in like the last subreddit? Maybe I did do the last subreddit where they were like. For a guy named Jock, he's really unathletic. And I wrote my notes for Jock <laughs> Landell. I'm like, ah, oh, the new Dario. Yeah. He's a easy little bit better. a better. I don't even know. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite comment on the subreddit stakeout. And Suns fans, I'm going to start by saying this. We can think back to about three years ago when Kelly Oubre was a member of this team. Was it three years ago? Four years ago? Four years ago. When he was a member of this team, we loved him, right? Blowing kisses, hitting yeah. game winners. Just a, a great guy to have on the on the team. And then we let him go. Good riddance. This is what they said on the subreddit stakeout. This is them talking about their own player. Name a more iconic duo than Ubre and Bricks. Then somebody <laughs> said Ubre and nail polish. And somebody said ubre and not passing. And that's why the Phoenix Suns are different these days, ladies and gentlemen. Because we don't have Kelly Oubre, and we pass the ball. The Suns Jam Session, subreddit stakeout. i sorry, Matthew, did you have any that I missed? Um, was
1: there any that I missed? Yeah, my favorite comment was, buzz, buzz, motherfuckers. That's it. <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> when the game
0: was over. You <laughs> <laughs> know, be- Hornets fan, buzz city, man. Yeah, it's sure weird. I would fully embrace it if I was there. Yeah,
1: everyone has their weird. Ours is weird too, man. Like the Valley, I don't know.
0: We live in a valley. Is the valley that's cool? Not, that's not weird. The Those Valley Boys, are, that was kind of like, weird. It's like uh Let's fly, that's what it said on their court. Like share the Hornets. Let's fly. Yeah, Hornets suck
1: too, man. Those things
0: are they're
1: nasty. In the ass. And they <laughs> they
0: are, especially when they when they when they sting you in the ass. Let's see <laughs> what else what else do I have in my notes here. Um, a Kobe, was the right move. We looked a lot better on defense. Jock is our new Dario. Ooh, here's a fun topic for you. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. All right. So this is one that we have to think about. And it's, it's clearly hypothetical right now, but it's, it, it potentially soon won't be today. I met this cat. He said his name was Damien. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. Like Isaac Anderson Hornets country. Let's fly. <laughs> Buzz City, get the fuck out. So Damien Lee, I just played his drop. Who do you think is better? And and Matthew, I want you to answer this. And as you're navigating this answer, Jamsters who are watching along live, hit the thumbs up button and let me know what you think in the chat. Uh, who do you up. think is better? Damien Lee or Landry Shamit?
1: Um, okay, no one's going to like this because everyone hates the name Shamit, but I think Shamit's better. Why? For sure why because there's stretches where shaman could do more he can play defense he can just shoot i think the times that where he has the confidence and he just goes out there to shoot the threes and plays defense that's that's okay for me lee doesn't do much lee just is i don't even know what he's doing right now but what shaman can do though is like every time we come on the pod and he doesn't have a bad game someone's always like well he, he played good on defense you know what i mean so he has that but mm-hmm. I think that Shaman just needs another chance. I think he was fine this year. He wasn't bad. He has some good stretches. He just gets a bad rap because of his last name, and he got paid money.
0: <laughs> yeah, his last name has shame in it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you take a look at what some of the Jamsters are saying. You know, Michael Kolb says, I don't like Damian Lee. He's trash. Legend E says, Shaman, I already know. Freddie likes Lee. Big Sexy likes Lee. Salty's Gaming likes three. <laughs> Slick likes neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ryan likes Lee Damian Lee for Menken Ken Kenny uh, sham for Beast. you know, so you see sh- sham yeah. down the line, you know, I mean, this is one of those things where it's, it's, it's interesting because it's going to kind of tear the fan base because at some point one of these guys is going to have to make get minutes and I'm not saying necessarily come playoff time, but I'm saying for the last 19 games, like this is a valid question because Damian Lee now, and I know that he's, he's playing some some uh, three today, right? He's coming. He was a substitute yeah. for Josh bogie right? But he is more of a two guard. And if you have to come down between either Damian Lee or Shaman, I, I think I have to err on the side of Shaman. I think Shaman was having a good season before he got injured. His The difference for me is the defense. Because, again, if you have either Booker or CP3 or Kevin Durant out there at all times, which is what's going to happen, or D.A. One of those four will always be on the court. That's the game plan for Monty Williams. It yeah. takes the primary scorer away from the rest of the rest of the second team. And I like a guy who can play a little bit of defense. And Damian Leib does not play good defense, man. Watching it today, he fouls every fucking time. He was trying to pass off a foul on Devin Booker. I don't know if you saw that. There's a foul where he went straight up and he got fouled, and he's like, and he's, like, kind of pointing at Devin Booker to the ref. I'm like, hey, don't pass off fucking fouls <laughs> to Devin Booker. You, dick, you take it. You you, yeah. goddamn, you take it. So it'll just be interesting as time progresses mm-hmm. how our perceptions change because Damian Lee, unless he's hitting those threes. And again, he started off the, the season shooting 48% from three. In his last, I don't know, 10, 11 games, he's, like, 22%. So the three ball is gone right now. And unless he finds it, if Damian Lee comes out and hits like three threes in a game, it changes all of our perception. And I'm right along there. I'm, I'm I'm the first in line at the roller coaster to hop on the Damian Lee ride again. But until then, like, I kind of want to see Shamit back. And I can't believe yeah. I just said that, but you know what? I was pro Shamit earlier this year because I thought he was playing well.
1: Dude, Okay, so maybe it is Monty putting him in bad situations because what we want is, you know, we're not getting what we want from him. We're just a three-point shooting. That's all we want. And I don't know how many times we have to talk about this, but maybe Monty's like, you know what? You got to do more. I want to see more out of you, but we don't want that. He needs to just be like the guy to save the city once in a while, and just like not be, you know, not know who he is. You know what I mean? I don't want to mm-hmm. see too much of him out there where he is getting a foul. It's like, why are you getting a foul? Just go stand, you know, play, play your shitty defense. I'm not I'm this. I'm not hating on him. That's sounding bad. Yeah,
0: you are. He's watching God right now. God damn and he's it! Like, no, I like, I like what B. Just I like what B. Says in man. the chat though. He says Lee complains, embellishes, stops playing D as a result too much, and I agree with that. Like, do you know who kind of reminds me of? You know who kind of reminds me of? Um, is it um, oh, he is just like Luca. Is that who no, you gonna say? No, not that <laughs> much. Ooh, <geez. laughs> Kelly Oubre. Oh, really? It's kind of an embellisher. Kelly on in, on defense mm-hmm. would be an embellisher at times, and he gets he be he gets stuck talking to the ref and not getting back on D. It kind of be uh, a little a little bit of uh, an interest, if you will.
1: Yeah, he shouldn't it would be frustrate that frustrate me. We shouldn't be focusing so much on Lee. I think once Shamit comes back. He gets some better minutes, and then Lee can maybe play ten.
0: Just come we'll see though, because we start. We have nineteen games left, and it's like Shamit might oh come my back. Gosh, you know, and Monty just be like, dude, just chill, bro. Like, we'll so be. We're just not going like,
1: to win shit. We're not going to win any. If Shamit's not ready for the playoffs, we're, we're not going to win anything.
0: We're the point this has got to be like basketball heaven for the point guard. He <laughs> yeah, was one of eight from the field, 0-4 from deep. He scored two points tonight. <laughs> But he had 11 assists. He only played 33 minutes. Again, this is basketball heaven for Chris Paul. He's like, holy shit, I don't have to do because that's one of the challenges. That's one of the reasons he broke down. Remember the playoffs last year against the Pel or against the Pelicans. Devin Booker gets hurt. Chris Paul had to carry us through that season that that series, and it wore the shit out of him. Now he's like, dude, I can just fucking distribute the ball, man. I can just pass. Now, granted, he had three turnovers, so he had 11 assists, three turnovers. But he's not relied on to be a scoring option. There'll be times where he is, and there's times where he can, but he's no longer going to have to be the second slash third scoring option mm-hmm. for this team. He could be the fourth slash fifth, even if a Kogi gets hot.
1: Yeah, just keep going. Like, love you. Like, Chris Paul is basically the guy with the keys to Heaven's Gate. And he's just like, oh, I'll be there in a second. All right, I'm he's on like, my, I'm my way. To say, Peter. Come on. I'm taking, you know what I mean? He just some possessions I feel like tonight were wasted, but by him. I'm yes. um, just because it just took forever. I'm like, fuck, come on, man. I know Katie's not trying to do too much either. So I think that's the reason. I think once Katie really gets into shit, like that's not going to be Chris Paul's ball as much. And just I think wait. Chris Paul yeah. might be okay with it, but there is just some possessions. I'm like, come on, let's get this stuff going. I know. Let's go. So I know. just don't do that to me um, or anybody else. I think. Um, he'll always have the assists, all right. So I'm never going to look at the box score and look at the assists and be like, "Good game, bad game." I'm just going to look at the tempo and like what yeah. I'm just feeling in the first quarter. Well, and again, you can play like, with oh. more
0: tempo with his team, and Chris Paul kind of negates that. It's like, yeah, next year when he's not on the team, ooh man, that's oh I oh. Oh, oh. don't want to do that. Stay it's here, up. be a coach. Yeah, there you go. Jam, star of the game. All right, Jamsters, let us know who your jam star of the game is. Matthew, you let us know who your jam star of the game is.
1: Oh, man. um, This is going to be Kevin Durant. <laughs> yes. Kevin Durant. It's
0: the Devin, debut of Kevin Durant.
1: Devin, you tried your best tonight to take points. our eyes off the prize. You wanted it. You know what, uh, KD?
0: You didn't get just, it
1: yeah i'm just kidding booker fucking great I, he should be jam star but i'm just gonna give it to katie just because he's here and he's playing and he looks good he was standing upright and just this is the most exciting time of
0: my life you think that devin booker is like hey listen i'm big dick booker are you trying to be big dick durant like what's going on here <laughs> you know, bdd yeah. and bdb like what's yeah. going on devin and kevin like i don't want people to- yeah <laughs> i don't want people to
1: mix our junk up <laughs> <laughs> and the junk Jordan is like, Oh, I think this is the right one. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we technically it was Devin Booker, right? Like, technically, but it's Kevin Durant tonight because yeah. of what it means, because of the excitement that we all had leading up to today, because of the execution that we saw on the court against one of the worst teams in the NBA. But it was a wire to wire win for the Suns. There was no doubt. There was one point when it got back down to six points. And even then, you're like, Yeah, okay. Just bring in another one of those guys because you know, it's just it was fun, man. It was fun. It the was best. a fun game. It was fun to see Devin Booker have have that much joy on his face. The look that he had on his face with with Kevin Durant. And I tweeted it from the Sun's jam session account. Like the last play of the game as they were walking off, like Kevin Durant kind of gave Devin Booker a look and it's just like, Yeah, boy, we doing this now. And it's it's fun. Yeah, I saw so, that. That was awesome. It was like, this is the way it's gonna be. It's going to be right and now.
1: Cameron Johnson are kicking ass over in Brooklyn. This is how it is over here. Different yes, game, sir. different ball game,
0: different game. So uh we'll be coming to you live again after every Phoenix suns game, just like we do. The next game is going to be Friday evening. We're playing against the Chicago bulls. Matthew, any thoughts on the Chicago bulls?
1: <laughs> You know what? No, anytime I start off any kind of uh, sentence with, you know what? That means I don't know. And I start freezing on camera. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you got on the Bulls, man? <laughs> I don't, I know. Are they hot? Are they back? Are they good now? Like I, no, I, hate, I, mean, I listen to so no dunks a lot and they talk about the Bulls, but they're yeah. back. They're not good. I'm confused with this team.
0: Well, well, what's interesting about the Bulls? Now, one, the game's at six o'clock, right? Our time? Yeah, six o'clock. Yeah. Perfect. No, it's eight o'clock our time. Or oh, I'm yeah, sorry, a clock a clock Eastern time. Yeah, okay. I, I, so I don't, don't live in New York. All right. Oh, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you definitely don't. <laughs> I don't know. No, you. This is Phoenix, Arizona. Right? that yeah. is Phoenix, Arizona. Oh. So, again, I think one thing that's interesting about the Chicago Bulls is they're a team that has supreme confidence in themselves. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline, they had a lot of assets that you potentially could have pawned off. You could have pawned off. Zach Levine, you could have pawned off Alex Caruso. They didn't do anything of the sort. They stuck with it. In fact, the only addition they made was Pat Bev. So we get to see Pat Bev on Friday. So that'll be fun. Uh, Lonzo yeah. Ball, much akin to his brother. They're both just kicking it on the we're not playing this season uh, because he's hurt as well. He's out for the season with knee issues, which is unfortunate. But you take a look at kind of who they are holistically as a team. Uh, again, as I mentioned, a team that's confident in themselves. They rebound the ball. They're six best in the league in defensive rebounds. They are uh, sixth in field goal percentage. They shoot the least amount of three-pointers in the league. They're 16th in the league in three-point shooting percentage. So, you know, it's a team that's with – when you have DeMar DeRozan, this is going to be a mid-range game between the Suns <laughs> and the Bulls. That's what it goes down to. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the Suns and the Bulls, when you look at the logos that we have on our screen right now, and because it has the throwback – uh the nineties uniforms, it it brings you back to the 1993 season. And that's what you're going to get in this game is a bunch of mid range shots. So Suns win, but back when the,
1: back when the three point line wasn't
0: there, Right, yeah. oh, It was there for John Paxson, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So well, it'll be fun to watch that game. It's yeah. game three of a four-game road trip before the Suns return home next week. So we'll be coming to you live then, Jamsters. Until that time, make sure you just enjoy yourself. You know, I don't care if you subscribe. I don't care if you rate us. I don't care if you go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Just be happy. This is one of the happiest podcasts we've done in a while. And it's funny because about two months ago, after Deandre Ayton had a 20 and 20 game and I was unbelievably pissed. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever mattered to be a Suns fan. Like now I've I don't know if I've ever been happier. So enjoy this shit. Go tell all your friends about Kevin Durant. Go tell them about the Suns Jam Session podcast and Please. we'll see you on Friday. Yeah, go home and love your family. We're